When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. I apologize. It is Wednesday. And ideally, this should be up on Monday. Uh, So, you know what? What are you going to fucking do? It's here. It's in your ear. So, let's not go fucking crazy. Okay? I, I promise to try and keep it, the podcast, up before Wednesday. Or on Wednesday. Because I know that you people look forward to this shit. And I look forward to it. Uh, I got back from New York on Monday. I was in New York City while I performed in uh, New Jersey, New Brunswick at the Stress Factory. Legendary club run by Vinnie Brand, who is a pain in the ass. (laughs) Vinnie's dope. He's a little fucking leprechaun who owns goats and basil. And has about 37 women that he lives with. Um, We had great shows. I was there with my boy, Marty Caproni, who opened up for me. And Vinny and I busted his balls all weekend. That's the fun thing about being on the road with friends. When you can, like, just really drive them nuts. Vinny was really busting Marty's balls. We uh, We played a prank on Marty in the green room. Vinny, who owns a club and also does stand-up, he's hilarious. Um, He did about 50 fucking minute sets every show. (laughs) And as the owner, or the the host, usually hosts do about 10, 15 up top. Vinny, no, he's doing his Apollo comedy special at each show. But Vinny and I decided to to play a prank on Marty and we told Marty and so, so Vinny was like let's call Marty into the green room and say and, and let me have let me berate him for stealing material so the whole joke was that we were going to bring Marty into the green room and Vinny was going to tell him that some whatever jokes he was doing were he knew was stolen material <laughs> which is a comedian is the biggest insult you know unless you're Carlos Mencia and you make a fucking career off of stealing material if someone tells you that and you're innocent of it. You're just like, what? Wait a minute, what? This is my blood, sweat, and tears. This is my life in this set. So Vinny uh, and one of the other comedians who just, you know, w- was working at the club was also in the green room. And Vinny was like, you know, I know you took these jokes. I know he made up some comedian's name. And, and Marty's like, what? What do you talk? What What jokes? What jokes are you talking about? And I try to keep a straight face, you know, Vinny's like, Jesse knows, you know, she, she said the same thing. And I just, I, I suck at this stuff. I can't like, I, I just started bursting out laughing. So the joke lasted about two minutes. Marty's like, I knew you guys are busting my balls. Cause, cause the other com- comedian that was in the green room, 
was laughing into a Time magazine. He had the Time. <laughs> I was fine until this kid was laughing, reading a Time, pretending to read a Time magazine while Vinny was berating Marty about all of his stolen jokes. And the kid in the Time magazine, Stephen Colbert was on the cover, and it was a huge portrait of him. So it just looked like Stephen Colbert was giggling at me. <laughs> And so I started to giggle, and that was it. The gig was up. But we had so much fun. There was a fucking, you know, there's always something when you're on the road, there's always like something you compete with with your shows. Whether it's, you know, New Kids on the Block doing a concert, whether it's, you know, First Fridays or Titty Thursdays, there's always some sort of party or something you have to compete with. So, or it's weather. In, in Jersey last weekend, there was a hurricane warning. It just was rain. It was fucking rain. I mean, can we can we just call it what it was? And so, but if you if a hurricane warning comes up because of you know them having Sandy a couple years ago, which destroyed a lot of the um, places in Jersey and in New York City, so many places got fucked up. So whenever time you say you say hurricane, everyone's like, oh shit, we gotta go get milk, get milk. We gotta stock up on calcium. Guys, get rubber boots. If I if a hurricane was coming, I would get a raft and a bottle of wine. Like a nice Uncle Carlos. Just a huge bottle of wine and get dog and my life vest for my dogs. And we just chill. And if it started to flood, we just float right down on our rafts. We do a little flotilla fucking party pontoon boat. <laughs> You'd see everybody freaking out, sinking in their cars. No, I come by with my fucking Dick's Sporting Goods brand white water rafting raft that I had custom painted to be leopard print. I've got waterproof lights, disco lights hung around the edge of it. I've got a portable speaker blasting East Coast rap. Snoop Doggy Dog is on the speaker. Fozzie's in his little fucking vest. Carlin's in his vest. And I'm smoking out of my wake and bake marijuana bowl mug that my assistant bought me i'm smoking weed out of that drinking wine by the bottle bring it bring on the fucking hurricane get in the party pontoon we're gonna survive this motherfucker no stress on my end straight chilling bring on i want i want some sort of disaster to happen bring it on all i do is obsess over these things and and think about my escape plans you know I i always think about escape plans Whenever I'm walking through the hallways in my apartment, I'm like, if everybody turned into a fucking zombie, I would go out this way. I go over here. I break this stick into a sharp thing. I jump over the fence. I check my back. I know my fucking escape route. Bring it on. Bring it on, zombie hurricane. I got this shit. I was built for catastrophes. (laughs) And right now I'm looking at my leopard. I have a pair of leopard print rolling skates. I will fucking, I'll put like firecrackers on the sides of them so I can blast zombies in the shin on my way down the street while I'm surviving with my dogs. <laughs> so I had to compete with the hurricane in fucking New Jersey that never the hurricane that never came. Son of a bitch. Just water, guys, okay? Let's just really pro- let's just really call it like it is. It's just water. It's a little sprinkly water. And uh you know, there's a lot other worse shit happening. That's not really a disaster. It didn't really come to fruition. 
there are starving people everywhere on a daily basis. That's a fucking disaster. But we're like, oh my God, on Thursday, we might get wet and blown very hard. We'll be blown against a wall. I mean, I know real hurricanes happen. Everybody calm, calm down, okay? With the fucking sensitivity. I just can't deal. So, yeah, the hurricane never came. So Thursday and Friday, we everyone was worried about the hurricane. And then when we realized by Saturday it was fine, then we just, you know, we went crazy. The shows were great. New Brunswick Stress Factory. Thank you for the love. Thank you for everybody who came out. I stayed in the city. I took the train from Penn Station to New Brunswick back and forth every night to feel like, you know, I was back on the East Coast, that East Coast living where you have to actually travel by foot. Um, I stayed in, in Columbus Circle at the Hudson Hotel, which was a delightful hotel, nice and dark so nobody can see uh, what I really look like in broad daylight. Um, and I just got to, you know, cruise around New York City a little bit, hung out with one of my besties, Natalie, who's one of my best friends. And we got to, you know, whenever I get with my best, my old friends, like all we do is we laugh our asses off and we cry. That's what we, and we drink. <laughs> we don't miss a beat. We cry, we laugh, we drink. That That's what I do with my bitches. So it was a lot of fucking fun. The shows were a lot of fun. Uh, shows coming up. I probably should get that out of the way. I'm going to be at the Pittsburgh Improv October 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. Pittsburgh Improv, 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. And then the following weekend, I will be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Improv, October 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So Pittsburgh, October 15th through 18th, and D.C., October 23rd to 25th. Both improvs. Check me out. I am a hoot. I am a good fucking time. I am a funny bitch. Okay? Keep the kids at home. This is an adults-only show. Not that kind of show. So put your boner away and buckle up, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I loved being in New York, man. I lived there for almost nine years. That's where I really got my comedy chops. I ran a couple horrible shows in New York, you know, when you're first starting out and you run these, like, little bullshit shows. You have to stand out in the street and beg people to come in and, you know, give away drink tickets and free pizza and all sorts of shit just to, so you can have a stage. You have to, you, you had to build your own stage in New York. And that's why it's such a beautiful city for stand-up comedy because you can actually do it. You, you can make it work. So I, I lived there for like nine years and that's where I really got into the whole comedy thing. And uh, it just was nice to go back and walk around in those streets, the concrete jungle. I went to my favorite restaurant, one of my favorite restaurants in New York because it's such a um, great place for delicious food uh is Veselka it is on let's see it's on 9th street and 2nd avenue in the lower east side east village and it is a Ukrainian diner open 24 hours and I'll fucking punch you in the face for a pierogi (laughs) they're pierogies it I just I I want to find the cutest old Ukrainian woman who just went through the war, lost her husband, watched, you know, just, just had horrible things happen to her. Cutest old lady that just, she's just a sweet woman. I want to find her and punch her in the fucking face because these pierogies are so delicious. I'm going to punch her in the jowls is what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm going to bruise her neck fat because I, that's how much I love these pierogies at Veselka. Every time I go in, 
I get boiled pierogies, two goat cheese pierogies, two sweet potato pierogies. Then I get a waffle, real syrup. Hang on to that fake bullshit you're trying to shove down my throat with all those chemicals, processed shit that's just going to turn my organs into rotten little stones that I'm going to crap out, hopefully before it turns my body into a cancer-ridden graveyard where no life happens. Keep that bullshit syrup. Give me the real stuff. And then I get a sausage. I get a little kielbasa because I'm not a son of a bitch, okay? I'm not a pussy. I I want to... I wanna, slice of sausage I want a slice of a waffle a couple dashes of pierogi I'm gonna sit here and eat it and don't you judge me I'm gonna eat every fucking piece <laughs> that's what I get every single time and I gotta tell you it is like it, it's just comfort food I eat every damn bite I don't share get your finger the fuck out of my pierogi pierogies aren't for sharing people need to learn what foods are for sharing okay if you can't pick it up and put the whole thing in your mouth without looking like a, a a goddamn warthog, then it's not for you, buddy. Get your finger out of my pierogi. I'm not. If I gotta slice it up, we're not. It's not meant to share. This isn't meant to be. Order your own dish, okay? I don't know what this whole family style. My balls. How about Jesse May style? I'm gonna eat the thing on my own. <laughs> It's like I grew up with a pack of wolves the way I eat. I, I, elbows out. I box people out. Elbows out. Get out of my food space. This is my mastication vicinity. Don't cross the borders. You're not qualified. <laughs> You're not allowed. You are not a citizen of my mastication territory. So get the fuck out. <clears throat> I just love that food, man. And then so something crazy happened. So well, not crazy, but just eye opening. So my cousin Allie, cute, cutest little thing you ever could see, she's got a really cool haircut. She she basically has her sides shaved off, and she's got like a little poufant on top, like a rock star hair, edgy, um, um, aggressive, short haircut, and she's a cute little girl. She's not a little girl. She's a woman. You know, she's my age, but still. Um, she's shorter than me, so I call her a little girl, a little slut. She meets me at Veselka, which is a restaurant. We sit at the the bar, you know, the food, the, the um some restaurants have like a not a bar but it's stools you know where you can sit up against the uh, counter like counter eating we sit there so this isn't a bar it's a restaurant her and I order beers and we sit facing each other like we're at a goddamn singles mixer just hooting and hollering laughing so loud whatever having a great time and then we decide we're too loud for a Ukrainian diner right now so we go down to up to 12th street ale house a couple blocks up and we sit down we go into a quiet bar we walk in, and there was two other, three other couples there, and it was all dudes. You know, two dudes, one guy alone, two other dudes, and we were like, "All right, this is a quiet bar. We can, you know, <laughs> we'll be loud in here, and every everybody will leave, all six of them." So we belly up to the bar. I order a Guinness, she orders some IPA, and we're just sitting. And you know, we we're we grew up with Sicilians. Uh, you know, my cousin Ali Bianchi. It, we just it. We're, we have 45 first cousins on our, my dad's side. She's on my dad's side of the family. 45 first cousins. Everybody's loud. The, it, the stereotype is true. W- with anybody who grows up with a lot of family, you, you tend to be really quiet or really loud because those are the only two things you can do to survive. Her and I, very loud, and that's how we communicate. We laugh loud. We talk loud. We scream. We swear. Um, when we get together, it's just like that. 
So we're sitting at the bar bullshitting. And, and I, there's these two douchebags sitting at the bar. They're both, they're these just regular white dudes, basic ass white dudes with sweater, with fleece sweater vests. I didn't even know this was a fucking thing. And I was like, oh, oh my God, the, the cost, the, the uniform for used car salesman has been determined here at the 12th street ale house fleece sweater vest with a collared shirt underneath. What are you, some sort of fucking golfer who doesn't understand weather reports (laughs) what are you jack nicholson nicholson who's that the golfer jack nichols who can't uh, doesn't understand barometric pressure you gotta wear a sweet i was gonna say sweet fleece sweater vest are you out of your fucking mind these assholes so they're up there doing their damn thing right and sitting at the bar and then I can kind of hear them starting to talk shit. Now I used to bartend for about seven years and I'm a comedian. So those two things combined has equipped me with a pretty well adapted, um, hearing ability. I can hear pretty well. When you bartend, you have to be able to hear people behind you ordering drinks and adjusting drinks as you turn around. So I just sort of, I've, I've developed a pretty keen sense of hearing. So I'm starting to try and listen to their conversation and they're starting to say derogatory things about my cousin and I thinking we're a lesbian couple and just really homophobic shit. And, you know, I teeter on really speaking my mind when somebody pisses me off that I don't know in public who I think is rude and I think I need to put them in my plate in their place. I teeter on doing that or really controlling my frustration and anger and, and I swallow whatever I was going to do. So in this moment, I decided to not retaliate to their ridiculous comments. A, because I'm not with my girl lover. I'm with my cousin. And B, who gives a fuck? So I, I just decided to not expel energy on these two cunts in their fleece sweater vests that looked like they were about to give a seminar on how to sell uh, pharmaceuticals. That's, I I just, (laughs) these two guys that looked like they were about to give a seminar on how to date rape. Like they, they invented date rape. That's what these guys looked like. So I just was like listening to them and I couldn't believe the shit they were saying. I just, Oh, these two little fucking them muff munchers. They look, they look like lesbians. Yeah, well, the one looks like a real lesbian. The other one looks like just all this dumb shit. And then I hear, which, you know, it's so weird to, not many opportunities in life yield that sort of experience where just by circumstance, somebody misconstrues who you are, but it still allows them to, exercise their racism hatred um bigotry uh you know homophobia whatever fears they have that are manifested into these judgmental stereotypes not stereotypes judgment judgmental personality traits whatever it is it makes people do that like it's just very rare are you able to have opportunity to experience that and never having experienced it before. So in that in that instance where I'm sitting there, I'm not a lesbian, I'm at a bar, I'm with my cousin, but I'm experi- I'm experiencing what people 
who are lesbians and black people and in Latinos and whatever any sort of race or gender or sexual orientation that make people have judgment against it's it, just to sit there and experience that really was kind of I felt sad and I you know I was like oh this is this is how people treat people I don't even know these two dudes my cousin and I are sitting here laughing ha- having a good time uh, we're in a bar that's what you're supposed to do we're doing what we're supposed to do and just because it just being who they thought we were made it so that they were verbalizing their hatred it just was like oh man people fucking suck and for what why the only reason where i can think people would be so cruel verbally to other people is fear because they don't understand it they don't understand or they're fucking gay themselves and they're in denial and they're just pissed off because other people are living their lives freely without any sort of fear or being a prisoner to whatever ideology has come about because of fear of being judged. I just, I, and then, and then I heard the dude be like, Oh, we should ask him what pussy tastes like. And then I thought to myself, well, that doesn't really work as a tactic because if you're, if you're a straight guy and your point that you're trying to make with whatever derogatory statement or question you have, um, sort of negates that with saying something like we shouldn't ask them what pussy tastes like because if you were a straight man wouldn't you know and wouldn't your goal with your comment be to uh, attack the other person not yourself (laughs) because basically like that question could be asked like a straight guy who's never gone down on a girl and he really just wants to know like hey what what so what does pussy taste like Because you're trying to attack a woman for being a lesbian, but then it just makes you look like an inexperienced man. What does pussy taste like? Well, shouldn't you know, Biff? You and your fucking friend came out in matching outfits. Shouldn't you know what pussy tastes like? It would, it would, it would elate me from my toenails to my hair follicles if, if they were really asking that question genuinely and they just were two unsexed pricks. And matching outfits at a bar looking for knowledge instead of spreading hate. But what that did when I heard them say that. What what we should ask them what pussy tastes like. It just validated in my mind that oh my god I feel bad for these people. I stopped feeling bad for lesbians and homosexuals. And I started feeling bad for these two guys that are so narrow minded. So unintelligent. And so caught up in whatever fears that, that shackle them. That they don't even realize that what they're trying to say doesn't make any sense. And I felt bad for them. And then I gave them an evil eye and I spread my fingers and I stuck my tongue out between my fingers and I went, la, 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 la. <laughs> and I told the bartender who works at 12th Street Ale House, if anybody wants to go to 12th Street Ale House in New York City, the bartender's name is Caesar. He's an adorable boy that worked behind the bar. Man, I kept telling him, I was like, these two motherfuckers are so hateful and so filled with judgmental things to say. It's so sad. And he's like, yeah, I know they're kind of crazy, right? And then I heard, so as we're whispering, well, not whispering, as I was talking to the bartender, my cousin and I were getting ready to leave, and these guys were still going. He's like, and and so we're getting our jackets on, and I heard the guy go, yeah, you should get out of here, you fucking lesbians. And I just, 
I wa- I'm not even a lesbian, but it made me want to defend and and really retaliate. Uh, but I didn't because that doesn't that doesn't do anything. I, I really wanted to fucking punch this guy in his in his basic neck, in his p- pasty, boring, dry, uh, ostrich skin. I just wanted to punch him right in his fucking fleece sweater vest, right in his dumb pasty ass white unpigmented skin boring dick with his shitty cargos and his friend with his shitty cargos you two dumb dick fucks (laughs) i just really wanted to punch them but then i decided not to for the honor of everybody all my friends that are lesbians my assistant's a lesbian elizabeth perez and i i did it for her honor (laughs) that was for you mija for not punching him you probably she Elizabeth would probably would have went crazy on him. She's Latina. She would have went nuts. She probably would have sliced him with a box cutter. She probably would have sliced him with her nails. Um, yeah. So I decided not to. I just held in my anger, and I didn't say anything to them. I really would love it if they were listening to this and they were like, well, "Wait a minute, that sounds like us." Oh my god, and they fucking realized it, but they wouldn't because they're too dumb dicks with crappy a6 sneakers and judgmental minds (laughs) oh my god i just i can't i can't moments like that you're just like i can't i really can't i um but besides that moment i still love new york i do i i uh moments like that made me actually happy that i lived in new york because i think it made me have an open mind and realize that at even judgmental people come from someplace and we shouldn't judge judgmental people <laughs> um i'm back home i there we are doing another giveaway here on the sharp tongue podcast we have two more necklaces to give away from the urban smith which is a custom jewelry company out of san francisco word up to molly from the urban smith for presenting us with items for the giveaway this is a custom nameplate necklace it's gold and we decided to put fuck it on it because you know fuck it is really all i'm trying to say so this necklace we are going to give away at the end of this podcast i asked you guys to give me a rap name last week because marcel and i really want to get down with these rap joints you know we're trying to lay some tracks and I need a good name. And there's there there was a lot of fun ones. So I will announce the winner at the end of this podcast. The end of this podcast. Oh, doesn't that sound nice? I was walking Carlin this morning. Carlin was really spicy yesterday. He went after, we were on, on leash and he kind of growled at a couple dogs. He was a little bugged out. I think because I was gone maybe he just uh because i took him to sacramento with me the weekend before got a little too attached and was trying to defend my honor maybe he heard them call me a lesbian (laughs) maybe in doggy language we walked by and he heard them call me a lesbian i um i was walking him and (laughs) we walked by this parking lot just a small little parking lot and there was a tent in the parking lot and a homeless dude had set up a whole 
like campsite right in this parking lot. It, I just thought it was so amazing. And it was an active parking, like a very busy parking lot attached adjacent to a restaurant. This homeless guy set up a whole <laughs> like fucking shitty patio furniture, a tent. Like he had a whole com- compound in this parking lot. It was amazing. I just thought that was like pretty gangster. Just to like be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm taking up these two spaces. With all my bum equipment. I mean, live your life. Get out there. Do your thing. You're doing the most, sir. You're doing the most with the least. <laughs> with the least amount of stuff. So I'm walking Carlin. And there's these, like these little alleys behind the houses. Like in between the backs of houses in Venice. And you can walk through them. No, no cars go through. So I usually just take them off leash if there's like a long stretch of that little kind of road. <laughs> And so I took him off leash and we're just playing with the ball for a little bit. And this cicada, which is one of my favorite insects. I don't know if anyone's ever heard a cicada, but they're very interesting. They're they're just, they make these noises like, in the trees during like towards the end of the evening, you'll hear them in the summer and it's just a bunch of them and they sound like grasshoppers on crack. And so... I'm walking him behind all these houses in this cicada. And they can get big. They can be the size of like, they, they, it can be like a half dollar, their bodies. They're they're more oval shaped, but they're kind of dense. Like they're just a thick bug. <laughs> and the cicada, I can't even tell the story because I'm just remembering what happened. And it I was terrified. so I'm just walking I'm playing with the ball and I hear this thing go by my like my ears and it's like and it's just flying all around me and I couldn't really see it because like the sun was shining in a way where it was like glaring me in the eyes at some moments some moments it wasn't and there's trees everywhere so it was kind of hard to pinpoint where he was where he was flying and I just I wanted to see I just wish I could have seen what I looked like because once I realized it was a cicada, I mean, I was laughing because I love them, but I, I was also trying to dodge it. I was like slightly terrified because it kept dive bombing me. <laughs> but from afar, if somebody was like walking by, they wouldn't have seen or heard the bug that that's a, only I would have seen and heard it because they're so small that where the, the opening of this alleyway was, if anybody walked. They would just see this white blonde bitch ducking and, and like running around in circles <laughs> for no fucking reason. But in my circle, in my perspective, this, this cicada is fucking with me. It just like you makes you wonder like who, what, what soul reincarnated and came back in that little fucker because he is fucking with me right now. It just kept and then it would go away and I would just kind of get my bearings and then it would just <laughs> come out of like my hair <laughs> like from behind just fly out of my hair and I just would go back to totally just trying to avoid it oh my god it was hilarious it was so fucking funny I just I wish I could have seen I, I just wish I could have seen what the fuck I looked like <laughs> oh my god what a fucking maniac 
I um, went to the movies. That was something I did last night. Um, I had a crazy fucking day yesterday. Yesterday I went to the Mac store to clear out some space in my computer. And I, I sit down with the Mac dude. And I also brought my external hard drive in case we had to dump some files on there to make some space on my laptop. So he hooks up, the, he turns the computer on, looks through some stuff and, you know, sh- t- tells me, oh, well, you can clean, clear out this. You do want to delete these files. We found a couple things to delete. He plugs in my external drive. And the next thing you know, my external drive, which has all of my work on it, I'm talking about everything I've ever written photos of my family from years ago, videos of my family from years ago, just everything that is my life, uh, uh, computer wise writing and photos and all those, you know, these digital files, everything I've owned is on this hard drive. And so it turns out that this fucking a, you know, quote unquote Mac genius swiped my entire hard drive, my whole fucking hard drive i go what just happened and he's like it looks like your hard drive is corrupted i'm like no um you you deleted it (laughs) you're corrupted (laughs) my fucking hard drive was fine a week ago and now it's corrupted so i i had to walk away from this dude because i seriously believe in trying to control your anger. I don't think letting yourself get out of control is a good thing. It's bad for you because cortisol is released into your system uh, because of stress and cortisol causes Alzheimer's and and it's linked to heart disease and it's linked to horrible health problems. So I, I literally try to control my anger. I was so angry at this dude. I had to walk away from him. I I said, I'm, I need a minute because I'm about to lose my shit and I don't want to do that to you. So I walk away and I'm in the Mac store and I, and I let out this breath of air. The Mac store is packed. It's in Santa Monica in the promenade. And I just go. <laughs> so two times in two days, if you're somebody who saw me flailing about, it was a cicada. And if you heard me make a horrible troll man, man troll noise, my whole life just got deleted by some Mac genius twat. So. I walked back to him and I was like, so is, has the story changed? And he said, no. And I was like, so everything on my hard drive is deleted. And he said, yes. And I said, you just ruined my day and possibly a lot worse. I just had to let him know. I had to let him know because, you know, I can't, one of my friends was like, why didn't you get one of their supervisors to come over? You, you trying to take down a Mac genius employee in the Apple store is like trying to take down a Pope inside of the Vatican. They are thick as thieves. I'm not going to win against a bunch of fucking nerds, computer nerds in there. They're all going to defend themselves. So there's some sort of Apple Mac code of honor. They're not going to fucking break that. So I decided to walk out. I was with my friend, Laura, Laura Murph, Murph dog. And I'm crying. I, I, tears are coming down my face because I, of the realization of the possible reality that I just lost everything that I've worked on for years. Uh, tears are streaming down my face. I put on my sunglasses because I, w- I don't want to look like a crazy person. I just want to look like a regular crazy L.A. bitch who is crying on a daily basis. Um, and so I find a data recovery place and I dropped it off yesterday and I'm waiting today to hear 
the good or bad news. <laughs> so uh, I pretty much smoked weed all day yesterday to try to maintain my calm sensibility and my calm mind state. It worked. But at the end of the night, Laura was like, let's just go get some drinks and go to a movie just so you can take your mind off of this bullshit. So we went and saw Sleeping with Other People with Allison Brie. Is that her name? Allison Brie Cheese and Jason Sudeikis. And it was, you know, I, I was watching it and I was like, holy fuck, this movie's so good. It's written by a woman, written and directed by a woman. And I can't, I can't remember her name. Uh, you know, I probably should because it's like kind of hypocritical to demand more females in Hollywood and not be able to name anybody's name. <laughs> Do your research, bitch. Um, it, it was really good. I was like, damn, th- this script is like just so on point. And then the ending, you just know that the ending was not the one she really wanted as a director in Hollywood and the executives in the studios were like, we has to be this way. Um, that because the ending was so Hollywood, it just was like, all the way up to that point, it felt like the ending made it feel like two different movies. The ending felt like, okay, well this is like from a really, really overly, you know, hokey Hollywood bullshit script. Um, Leslie Headland wrote and directed it. Leslie Head- Headland wrote and directed it. So it, it just, I, I hope Leslie that I'm right about the ending because it felt like a totally different movie at the end, but it was still go see it. Their, their chemistry is so good. The acting is so good. The script is so good and it's real. It was dope. Um, and then I came home and because I'm such a movie mongrel, I also rewatched Babadook. Babadook, Duk, Duk. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It is a horror movie, I believe, out of New Zealand, possibly Australia. Um, I'm such an American for not being able to differentiate. Um, it, it's so good. Babadook. It, it, you got to see it. You should watch it high. You should do everything high. I just had to rewatch it because I haven't been able to find a really good horror film in a while. So I treated myself. Treat yourself. Excuse me. Oh, you're excused. So, yeah. So check check out both those movies. Sudeikis is cute, man. I'm not even going to front. He's cute. Olivia Wilde really struck gold. I mean, he did too because he's like the funny nerd. But... He's just really, really cute. And Alison Brie, man, do your thing, girl. She's funny as fuck. So natural. Um, and I just, I, it's nice to see funny lead, man. It's dope. I, I don't know if anybody from last week went and looked at, I suggested you guys do one non-dicky thing. And only a few of you let me know what your non-dicky thing was. And I also told you to go out and um, look at Stars Without Makeup. (laughs) Get a magazine and look at Stars Without Makeup because people think that everybody is so perfect. These, These young girls think that these women look the way they do in the magazines on a daily basis. And sometimes it's just important to realize, oh, Mila Kunis has chimples too. 
you know, it's nice. It's, it's okay. You're like, Oh, you're, you're still beautiful and you're a real bitch. It makes you love them more. So this, is it this week's star? I mean, you can literally find it every other week in any of these dumb magazines, these horrible magazines, star magazine, October 5th issue. They have my favorite stars without makeup. Lindsay Lohan looks like a butthole. Oh, wow. I mean, these, it just, everybody looks just like me in the morning. I I realize I look like all of these people in the morning. (laughs) It's just nice to be, to see, oh, shit isn't always so fresh and so clean. It's all good. Guys, don't stress out. You're not, makeup is not who you are. It's just a little thing to be fun. A little something to do for your face to make you feel kind of sassy, sassy, you know, like get out there and be like real sassy and shit. Like, yo, you want to rock with me or what? Because I look so cute. I look so cute right now. So please just if you're feeling low and having a bad day, pick up on these shitty ass magazines and look at stars without makeup. And I guarantee it'll make you feel fucking better. Okay, that's what I want you to do. And stop being rude to lesbians people out there don't be dicks it's so rude i um i I guess i should do the winner of the necklace um the urban smith custom fuck it nameplate i asked you guys to make me a rap name so i can go out in these streets and i can rap about all my problems and i i put it on twitter instagram and facebook so plenty you guys all had your opportunity to get it in there and my favorite one there were, it was hard to choose, but out of all of you guys, on Instagram, Mooski, M with four O's, Ski, Mooski, said Jesse Maynage. <laughs> that was a clever pun. Like Nicki Minaj, Jesse Maynage. So I loved it. And that's... Uh, did I say Nicki Minaj? It's Minaj, right? Yeah, okay, that's why it's funny. Um, <laughs> I thought I said her name wrong. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I just have like a mouth stroke? So, Mooski, that was good, boo. You did a good job, boo. Um, email me at sharptonguepodcast at gmail to redeem your prize, and we will mail the necklace out to you. So, Mooski, if you're listening and this is your Instagram, you have to email me at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com. You know who you are. So we're going to make sure to get the necklace to you. Fuck it. How about that? And fuck it. Um, I am going to be having guests ne- next week and the week after that. Uh, I just liked talking to you guys on my own. And I'm moving to a studio. I'm going with a network to do my podcast. So I'm going to start getting more interesting people to interview and different types of jobs. Like I want to interview a mortician. I want to interview a psychic, a pet psychic. I want to interview all sorts of crazy motherfuckers. So that's going to be coming up and it's going to, it's horror movie month, October, my fucking favorite Halloween horror movies. So please on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you can find me, send me your suggestions to watch what movies to watch. And, um, we're going to do some more like figure. I still want to figure out how we can watch movies together. If I wish with all this technology that we could just sort of 
everyone can have their own hologram and we can all just be in a theater together. Um, maybe I'll start doing it in the cities that I travel to on the road. I'll do like a little movies with Jesse May matinee matinee with Jesse May. Um, so October 15th through the 18th, I'm at Pittsburgh improv October 23rd to the 25th. I'm at the DC improv. Fozzie bear is having a heart attack. That was his little cough. <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> it's so horrible that it makes me laugh so hard. But this this is what I've had to deal with for the past two years. It, it wakes me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I think it's so funny that it makes me laugh. <laughs> my dog with heart disease oh god yeah oh wait <laughs> listen people it has to make you laugh okay the most horrible things make you laugh the most and that's how you fucking get through them that and marijuana which you know i try and keep on hand in case there's an emergency stock up for the apocalypse everybody it's coming it's going to be a bunch of chihuahuas with heart disease that are going to keep you up all night, every night. That's going to be the new apocalypse. <laughs> I'm going to clone Fozzie and send him to everybody's house, and that's how everybody's going to die. Um, I love you all. Mooski, don't forget to email me. And I have one more necklace to give away. I'll probably give that away in the next couple of weeks, and I have other stuff coming up to give away. Um, this is coming to you live, loud and proud. Uh, don't treat lesbians and gay people like shit. Love each other. Love yourselves. Don't be dicks, man. Keep the dream alive. Spread love. The Brooklyn way. Claire. Hello? the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.